All right. Well, it's Thursday, and you are listening to yet another Days of the New Mosh Pit. I am Kevin, as always, joined by my co-host, Nick. Nick, how are we doing today? Everything's good. Uh, it's hot as shit. <laughs> Recording this live on location from my girlfriend's house, where uh, her uh, landlord has allowed her air conditioner to go out. So it's, uh, you know, for those that know I live in Las Vegas, you can imagine. It's about 90 degrees in the house as I do this recording. So. Yep. Good times. That's just another friendly reminder that landlords are not your friend. Yeah, and don't be one. Yeah. Speaking of things being hotter than hell, uh, Nick, you were in attendance at Sick New World. I was mostly in attendance <laughs> at Sick New World. Yeah, let's let's break it down. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know if anybody listening to this show was there. I wore a Days of the New t-shirt and no one no one approached me. Uh, for those of you that saw the Instagram post and reached out, no, we do not have merch available, <laughs> but me and Kevin might kick around the idea at some point. Yeah. But yeah, you want me to just to kind of break it down, what I saw, what I smelled, what Yeah, I man, just like paint the, paint the picture for me because there's the very carefully curated social media type shit vibe. Right. And then there's what I'm sure was the reality. Kevin, what was the worst part of Warped Tour 20 years ago? Oh, I'm going to say the uh, black top, mm -hmm. the stifling heat, the dust, uh, shitty sound. Oh, God. Eventually, like you just got swamp ass and like. All right. We're going to talk about every one of these things that you just identified. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. So you'd think, you know, 20 years after I, you know, last went to uh, OzFest, I think I'm like longer than 20 years now. I am 22, 23 years. It's the same, man. It's the same speaker setups. It's the same standing on blacktop, but take that, you know, warp tour <laughs> that used to be in, you know, Tinley Park, Illinois, and move it to Las Vegas in the middle of May. Holy shit. So yeah, it was super hot. Uh, ultimately, I think uh, we were some of the first people in the door. I will say that I did reach out to the festival mm -hmm. in full disclosure to ask for press passes. And they told me that uh, I was too late to do that. So I have no loyalties to the festival. You're going to get my honest opinion here. Right on. Once we walked in, uh, it was kind of a long process to get in. So we had to get through a wristband line mm -hmm. to get our 21 plus wristband. Uh, then we had to go through a metal detector line. And then we had to go through a scan my pass. A line. metal detector? How many fucking wallet chains were there? Yeah, no shit. The outfits were out of control. I don't remember as many boobs with like pasties and like X's and duct tape. Back when New Metal was uh, going around the first time, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of weirdos in latex and like again, hundred degree heat. Oh We're seeing God. people in like PVC pants, like. The swamp ass had to be out of control. There were these decisions were made for reasons other than hygiene and comfort, and I don't know what they are. As a forty-one-year-old man, uh, I'm I'm going extreme comfort mode these days. Oh yeah, no, it's got to be two-way breathable. I got to be able to stretch. It, a gusseted crotch is always kind of oh, nice. extremely, extremely. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I carefully handpicked the underpants of the day. <laughs> Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. So, so anyway, yeah, like the, the the outfits, the costumes, out out of control, man. I saw a guy just dressed as Squidward or Patrick. Wait, the, who's the starfish from uh, SpongeBob? Uh, pa Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. yeah, I saw a big old Patrick. Um, people with just like extreme PVC and latex clothing. It it was it was out there, man. So, but as we walked in, like there was a big, there are several selfie stations, right? So that was definitely. At the top of mind, here's a cool place to take a picture in front of this logo for your Instagram. And then as we walked in, we passed a bunch of food stations and there was AstroTurf placed like fake grass under some shade. 
And I was like, all right, they thought of this. And then once we got in towards the stages, yeah, you're on blacktop, man. Like there was some AstroTurf, but not a lot. And there was very little shade. The only shade available in the whole festival was near the places that you could eat or if you were able to duck into a bathroom. Holy shit. So there was zero cloud cover this day. It was uh, extremely hot. They had uh, two water stations that I found. Mm -hmm. And for the first part of the day, it was great. Uh, No lines. We could walk right up. You were allowed to bring in like an Nalgene and and fill that up. Uh, So that was cool. You know, I brought in some uh, hydration powder and that that kept me going. Got there to see a little alien ant farm. Did they do the thing? Yeah, they did. They did the thing. Okay. And then they they did the Michael Jackson smooth criminal and then like tried to like put in some Sade smooth operator kind of lines in there too. You know, it was like a mashup mashup, Mm -hmm. but it was fine. You know, it was alien ant farm, whatever. And then I went and saw orgy and I've never seen orgy. So I was pretty pumped. Yeah. You know, I really wanted to, uh, really wanted to see these guys and, uh, Man, um, you know how we've, we've made jokes on this show that uh, Jay Gordon is the best singer in new metal that can't write a hook. Yeah. It's, it's just reminded. So they did play both of their songs. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, all three. And all the three. Uh, New Order cover. <laughs> they were using so many tracks. Like if you just type Orgy tracks, Sick New World, like every metal website has covered it at this point yeah um this might not be the first time you're hearing it but like there were literally parts where like the sound guy accidentally hit the track button too quick and like while jay gordon's talking all the guitars go off and nobody's (laughs) touching the guitars and like immediately stopped it there's drum fills being played on stage when you know drum fills are coming through like it was it was pretty bad like there's no original member i don't know who's an original member in orgy anymore aside from jay gordon like ryan shucks out on the uh fucking crazy town (laughs) edema tour <laughs> whoever the rhythm guitarist was just i mean when they got to blue monday and he was all over the place it was it was bad man like they kept bringing out musical guests and i don't know who any of these people were um they had like some new young like new metal adjacent pop act coming out on stage they had a guy that was just basically wearing a giant bandana as like their <laughs> rapper and i don't know who he was uh and at some point for some reason in the the year 2023 they decided to cover Prodigy's Smack My Bitch Up, hmm. which uh, hasn't aged great. Sure hasn't. Sure hasn't. You want to see it? I do. All right. So Orgy mashed up their song Dissension with a version of Smack My Bitch Up that didn't. It, yeah, and here it is. Let's go. That went on for about seven minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a brutal set, man. Like Jay Gordon kid couldn't hit any of the highs. So he did the thing where like he's singing. And then when he gets to the, how does it feel? Hold it out to the crowd. He, you know, hold it out to the crowd. Always. Let them sing the high parts. Yeah. It was really disappointing. They started off strong. Like the first couple tracks, I was like, yeah, this is great. But by the time they got to like stitches and oh, it, it just shit it was, the bed, it was pretty bad. So kind of a bummer. Really was looking forward to him. Opposite side of that was Kitty, who I haven't seen since Ozfest '98. I believe it was. You know, essentially they're a totally different band. They're definitely more of a metal band than a new metal band. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, have we talked about on the show the heaviest band of their day until Slipknot came out. Morgan and Mercedes were just as good as they used to be. Morgan's voice is better than it was when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, just a huge talent. In fact, they did debut a new song. Uh, It was called Vultures, I think. 
So full disclosure, uh, I went and saw Turnstile and then I left. <laughs> um, so the crowd was starting to get to that danger point where everybody's been drinking all day and now they sell this. So remember, like, <laughs> remember when we drank four loco at a music festival <laughs> once and then we didn't remember the rest of the festival the fuck that out. happened in 2011, crazy fast Louisville, Kentucky. So now they sell this weird, like boxed wine combo malt beverage wine box so like you're drinking a warm fruit punch boxed wine that's also kind of a 40 all day in the sun not drinking water the food was real expensive i got my girlfriend three tacos and i got myself three chicken fingers and fries and it was like 65 dollars. and of course they like point the little device back to you and they're like it's gonna ask you a few questions like you want me to tip 20 percent on this festival food fuck but so we went to turnstile my girlfriend loves them I, i'm a pretty big mm -hmm. fan Thanks to Mogan, who comes on the show, because I never really gave that band a chance since seeing them several times. And they're, they're just probably the best live band in the world, in my opinion, mm -hmm. right now. But anyway, I was curious to see how it was going to translate, because the last time I saw them was in a you know mid-sized club. And now here I am. Uh, I must also stress that like there were no small stages. There were four stages at this festival, and they were all main stage oh, really? sets. I mean, there were two that were slightly smaller, but like you're a million yards away from mm -hmm. the band. We fought to get halfway down, but we're still a thousand feet from the stage, yeah. right? And Turnstile goes off and the kids are hyped and like there was just a lot more pushing violently through the crowd. This is still a daytime set. Oh. They sounded great, as great as they could. There were just audio problems throughout the entire music festival. Mm -hmm. All in all, like everybody kind of sounded bad, but uh, Turnstile, you know, they worked with it. They had a cool video performance. They put on the same intense show that they always do. But the problem that I ran into is people trying to crowd surf in the back. Oh no! Like, when did this oh. become a thing? So like we're in the safety zone. We're behind the sound guy. Like we're not even that close yet. Right. At no point should anybody be landing on top of you. Yeah. So I, we're standing on a rail by the right side, trying you basically in the safest place possible. And all of a sudden an army boot like <laughs> flies by my head, just misses my girlfriend. And then the guy flips over and now his crotch is on top Jesus. of my head and like instincts took over and I just kind of body slammed him. <laughs> like I was like, and we're done with this. So I just kind of took him out of the crowd surf and put him on the ground and he got up and he was like, put me back up. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and yeah, my fucking Jalan's leg got all cut up from this guy's boot on the way down. Jesus. Like it was real fucking annoying. So then we walked out and like, I really wanted to see the Deftones. She really wanted to see system of a down, you know, like who doesn't want to see corn at a big new metal festival, mm -hmm. right? We just didn't have it in us, man. Like the, at this point we went to go refill our water bottles and there were hundreds and hundreds of people in line. We knew it was going to be a half hour. And so we got up there, the crowd was getting drunker and like more, more people were pouring through these gates. It was just oversold. There was, there, it was, it was a dangerously run event, uh, regardless of what the press says or what they leaked to the press afterwards. Like it wasn't, it was fun until it wasn't. Anymore. I hear you. Which is kind of like new metal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and most episodes of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that said, I'll probably try and go next year if I can get them to like toss us VIP passes to cover this. Otherwise, I'll sit it out. Yeah. You're watching bands you like play for 20 minutes. And, you know, the later on, the later in the day, the longer the sets got. But I, uh, I really wanted to see Spirit Box and I didn't get to you because I played at the same time as Turnstile. But I'm glad I went. Uh, I'm glad that we got out of it unscathed and uh, I'm glad that uh, we were able to walk down the Las Vegas Boulevard to a casino that had uh, ample Ubers and was able to get the fuck out of there before it got too crazy and which it did get crazy. Deftones, I was told, had to stop their set twice because people were getting crushed. A uh, girl dropped trow and just peed in the circle pit during corn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Like you said, it's fun right up until it isn't. I love the Deftones, but do I want to spend fucking eight hours of my day getting gangbanged by capitalism so that I can right. fucking sit in my PVC pants and eat $60 tacos and drink warm fucking malt liquor? Yeah, or you could buy a, a 24-ounce can of Truly for $19. Yeah, fuck like, that. Fuck it. So anyway, yeah, that's that's my experience. Cool. Well, Nick, that would be the end of this show, except for I have something terrible to show you. Okay. So after airing or re-airing our Trapped show, and uh, thank you everybody for the positive feedback on that, I got to thinking, where is Chris Taylor Brown? Because really, the man is hard to find, at least on like the front page of Google. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got no platforms. Right. Aside from like parlor. Right. So uh, I did I did a little digging and uh, let's back up a bit. This is going to get real dark, folks. On Saturday, May 6th of this year, uh, 33-year-old Mauricio Garcia stormed the Allen Premium Outlets in Allen, Texas. He was armed with eight weapons, including the ubiquitous AR-15 style firearm. He had on the black body armor. He had extra magazines strapped to his chest, and he opened fire. In a handful of minutes, he killed eight people and wounded seven others, three of those critically, before being killed by a police officer. For a lot of reasons I don't want to get into, it stands out as particularly horrifying. You're probably wondering where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. All right, so as for a motive, he laid that out pretty straight. Right on his chest was a patch that reads... RWDS, which is short for Right Wing Death Squad. Made popular by several Proud Boys during yes. the George Floyd protests. Absolutely. Which are also a nod to uh, Pinochet and Chile and like the atrocities committed by the fascist regime, like, including throwing journalists out of helicopters. Yeah. Yep. And if that weren't enough, posts by Garcia on Russian social networking sites expressed a fascination with white supremacy and mass shootings. Oh, he also posted uh, tattoos that he had, including a large swastika on his chest and SS lightning bolts on his arm. Those are all taken down now, but the remains are archived and the shooter wanted the world to see those. So all of this is fucking terrible. But there is one thing that the mainstream media missed. On May 10th, Chris Taylor Brown appeared on the MG show. What the fuck is the MG show? Well... The MG Show is a podcast hosted by Jeffrey Peterson, known in the QAnon world as In the Matrix, and that's with two X's. Amazing. And his co-host, known as Shady Groove, that's with three O's. And they are old school QAnon influencers. Uh, at one point in 2021, the pair were approved by the Trump Organization for media credentials. Yeah, of course. So he's off his fucking nut. And since January 6th, he's largely been relegated over to his own little corner of the alt-right griftosphere, where him and his ilk just work to fuck over their very small shared audience and sell them dick pills and water purifiers, right? <laughs> Chris Tiller Brown goes on there, and that's where we get this bombshell. Where we go one, we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. This is breaking news. Nobody else has this. Um, the long and the short of it is that the uh, Mauricio Garcia from Allen, Texas Mall Shooter has sent multiple emails, uh, and the emails have been provided to us by our guest that's coming up in the next segment, Chris Taylor Brown from Trapped. And uh, the last email that was sent 
was just 18 minutes before the shooting. But first, here's some ads for gold. Oh my God. Time to own physical medals in an IRA, a 401k, and the of course, outside so a retirement real. plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720 But wait, that can't be all. Charles, everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. Oh, it's our friend, Mike Liddell. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. So, yeah, uh, the the Allen, Texas shooter has been emailing Chris Taylor Brown and uh, Chris Taylor Brown goes on the only platform that will have him, which is this crazy fucking QAnon grifty podcast on Rumble. And he shares these emails and they go through them. Yeah, and he never said anything before that, but that was that. And so like I guess, you know, I, I, I told you guys what happened and I felt like coming to you and, and, and giving you guys these emails and, and uh, you guys would be the best people to find the families. and They would be the best people to find the families and get this information to them. <sighs> these, these two guys are going to be the best people. Yeah. Uh, get this information yeah. to them because that's all that matters to and, me. And let's make it clear, there's a lot of information, disinformation out there about um, Mauricio Garcia. Oh, let's make it real fucking clear that these two assholes learned their lesson from Alex Jones, and they are going to keep it real straight and narrow. Yep, exactly. I'm not going to go through all of the emails that he sent, but I'm going to play you the first one because I feel like it really sets the tone for like what this dude was like. How's it going, Chris? It's Garcia, the Dallas, Texas fan. So guess what? I worked at a, I work at a metal plant. The other day I was in a parking lot getting ready to clock in. This dude pulled up in a truck waving. I didn't know who it was. I just waved back. As I got closer, I recognized the dude. It was the guy I used to work with. I haven't seen him in months. I thought he had quit at uh, one RST. I told him where he, I told him where you've been. Uh, he got transferred to another department. He's making some serious silver. I told him what you need. What do you? Uh, I told him what you need to land that job. He said, "Talk to HR. They train you and everything." He said, "I'm here to make money." You know that reminds me of that song, "Stressed Out" by Twenty One Pilots. Wake up! You need to make money. I'm calling HR after I finish writing this. With my luck. I don't think I'm going to get the job, but it doesn't hurt to try. You ever watch Tasmania? There's a, this episode where Molly is trying to teach Taz ballet. Taz beeps up, messes up, of course, but Molly still tells him, quote, at least you worked hard and tried, and I'm proud of you for that. It's going to be like that probably. I heard the coolest song on the radio the other day, Make Room by Meredith Andrews. Now that's what I call music. That was the first one. Jesus, it's just all over the place. Yeah, no, it's it's there, there's nothing there. It's uh, it's just him like writing about his day. So this is interesting because the AP News reported that uh, Garcia lived in a motel in the months before the shooting, and he posted videos online where he described and they they put this in the AP in mind-numbing detail the contents of his living quarters from the posters on the wall to his shower curtain. Well, this is just a lonely fucking incel, right? Yeah, pretty much. First, I went to go find a job, and then I wouldn't find a job, and then maybe I could find a job. Actually, you know what's going to make this better for us, Nick? At them and say something, but I get no reaction. Where I'm from, do you, uh, where I'm from, you do that, and you don't say or do anything back. That says something. 
that's saying something. As a result, those experiences, I'm not going to talk to anyone unless they talk to me first. Uh, just order, just the other day, I was putting... Yeah, this is brutal. So like, at any point, does he talk about what he's going to do or anything? Or is, why is Chris inserting himself into this at all? Well, here's the thing is that the reason that they're even talking is because he met Chris Taylor Brown at uh, that February at a trapped show in Dallas where he paid for the VIP meet and greet experience. And like, he was a big trapped fan. So like he walks up to Chris Taylor Brown at this thing. He's like, yeah, I fucking love you, blah, blah, blah. And Chris Taylor Brown gives him his email. And by the and then this guy just starts emailing him. Chris Taylor Brown never fucking responds. And it looks like he never even read them. Jesus. So this guy's just spilling his stream of consciousness into the ether to Chris Taylor Brown. I don't know if he was a trapped fan as much as he was a Chris Taylor Brown fan. And that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So the last email that he sent him uh, happened at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, excuse me, Central Standard Time. Central Daylight Time. Later. Text to Chris. Fan mail. Hey, Chris, it's Garcia, the Dallas fan. Just wanted to say thanks for the memories. Ugh. And here's his dot Russia profile. And here's the YouTube at Dusty Shackleford six nine. Six seven nine four. Those are no longer available. But let's just take a look. This, I mean, he uh, was a fan, obviously. There he is, right there with Chris and the band, the Trapped. I mean, amazing band, right? Um, he was there to see him. Uh, this is uh, when he was at the VIP event. Is that correct? On February twenty eighth, roughly. Yep. And here's the last picture. These are all attached to the last email. Thanks for the memories. And thanks for the memories with all the vowels out uh, is um, what, what song is who, who does that again? Uh, fall out. Fall out. Fall out. Boy, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So things are going great for Chris. Yep. These are the people you attract when this is what your message is. Yeah. Well, didn't he even say uh, back in the day, like my fans are the all American types who. Uh, yeah. That would bully people and throw them in garbage cans. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, everything is going super duper well for him. I'm amazed he even showed these emails to anyone. If yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah. I think it's just because it keeps him relevant. No, it didn't. I had to look so fucking hard. No, it didn't. Yeah, that's true. You found this. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. These things are like, by the way, for those of you who don't watch these crazy fucking right wing shows, they're three to five hours long. Right. My brain is fucking melted right now. <laughs> I spent all my money on gold and dick pills. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Take care of yourself. Uh, and, oh, God. Buy gold. Buy more gold. You're gonna buy need pillow case, pillows and gold. The currency of the future. Yes. More pillows and gold. Gold pillows. I'll see y'all next week. Where we go, one we go all. Time to own physical metals in an IRA. Everyone now can get my pillow price at huge discounts. Now that's what I call music.